All right, welcome back, Bobcat fans. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the R&R After Dark. We're here in Portland. Ryan and I are here sitting in our hotel room. We. (laughs) (laughs) We, exactly. We just got back after the beatdown of 68-28 from Montana State. Uh, We debated doing a live show. We're here doing it now. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the good, the bad, and the ugly. I don't even think we could put an okay in there, Thorny, tonight. It was, I'm okay it was bad. That. I'm okay at that. <laughs> yeah, recording right from a cell phone in the hotel here. We didn't plan on bringing in equipment, so it's going to sound a little different tonight. But uh, we're here. We're doing our, our instant reaction because that's what we do, as painful as it may be. That was a painful game to watch and be there in person. Pretty pretty awful. I had to scold Thorny multiple times in the game because he would just say the most negative things each time and then it would happen though (laughs) it was it was a hard game to watch it was a cool atmosphere if you weren't there uh the stadium was awesome i i thought that would be a cool venue to play any other game but the one we played tonight although it was really loud like they were pumping in a ton of music over the over the PA system, my ears were ringing. By it's the end completely of it. closed in, including like the uh, overhang parts, so there's no rain, so the sound doesn't have anywhere to go, so yeah. it's all contained in there. So very loud, which is kind of cool in a, in a way. Like you make twenty three thousand Beaver fans sound like sixty thousand fans, just how contained it was. But yeah, it was a really cool place. Um, it'd be cool to go to more games there. I mean, that seems like a cool spot. Portland State, I feel bad they don't get that spot anymore. Yeah, but you know they didn't have anywhere near the people there at their games. But yeah, cool, cool venue. So that's I'll put that in the good category. Providence Park was a cool place to watch a football game. Yeah, that's a good good thing to put in the good category. Because there's not going to be many. No, <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to be a long game as soon as a Grizzly fan sat right in front of us, and I was like, ah, oh. that was like a bad yeah. omen from the get go. Yes, it was. Uh, he blocked like a good play, like there was a good play that we had and he like walked right in front of me to sit down and that was just like, all right. <laughs> that's a bad omen right there. Oh man, what can we take from these games that are such lopsided losses to seemingly really good Power 5 teams. So, I know Brian and I will get into it on Monday. Yes. We we have to go back and rewatch a lot of the the game unfortunately. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like I said, this is our gut reaction. Take this as we're just sitting in the car wallowing with you, and we're going to look at some stats, and we'll try to parse out some good, the bad, and ugly. So let's start with the good. Ryan, what's good from this Marquee game? Johnson kickoff return for a touchdown. Yeah. That was really good. That was really exciting to see. They, that was uh, We're down 21-7 to at that point. They had just scored another touchdown. Marquee Johnson takes the kick return all the way up the left sideline. It was pretty exciting to watch that. Brings it back to 21-14. You're thinking, all right, we've only had the ball twice on offense, I think, at that point. Tommy, I think if they're one interception, but we come back and score a touchdown, so okay. As long as the offense can get back on track, feeling good. But that was really exciting to see us uh, take a kick to the house for the first time, and I don't even I don't even know when. So that's firmly in the good category. Yeah, so that was a 63-yard return. No, 98. Man, I'll just put Marquis Johnson's returns yeah. overall in good because he had a few other – he started off taking one to the 40, another time was the 35, and then uh, that one to the house. So he looked good back there. They had a hard time containing him. I thought uh, Sean Chambers had a good game. He He's becoming more dynamic than I thought he would be 
at first when we would bring him in the red zone, as I predicted, I'm pretty proud of myself on that. I thought we would be using him in the red zone. It's a pat on Foley's back right there. But he's more dynamic than I thought he would be. And uh, I thought the the O-line honestly kind of did a nice job paving some holes for Run blocking was good. Yeah, we had like 5.3 yards per carry, per rush on 32 rush attempts, 168 yards. I mean, they they rushed it for 222, 39. They had 5.7 yards per carry. So there's a comparison right there. It wasn't all bad as far as offensive production goes for the Cats. Uh, We racked up a total of 269 yards to their 546 yards. Uh, But, yeah, I thought Sean Chambers looked good. I really liked that little sneak play we had on the end zone where Tommy was in the backfield, looked over to the side, threw up his hands like, what's the play? Sean sneaked in, took the ball from center and plowed in. Uh, He converted a couple of those plays where we were like third and three, third and two, and he was just – they couldn't stop him. So that was pretty cool. You got me feeling pretty good about – uh, Sean Chambers package where he comes in and is able to push the pile, move the pile against the power five defensive line. Yeah. Got to be feeling pretty good about that going forward into, into conference play for sure. Yeah. And those guys were huge. That was one thing that stood out to me was the guys on the Beavers team were just average, like bigger, like they look bigger. I mean, their lines were noticeably bigger, but I was just scanning their sidelines because we were sitting kind of directly behind the sidelines. They just had dudes and pawn dudes that were just, just big, yeah. strong athlete. So uh, that was noticeable. That was certainly noticeable, and that was a factor in the game, no doubt. Anything else you got in the good? Uh, I'm not sure I do. I think the experience at first was good. You know, just being here with all the Bobcat fans, but yeah. by third quarter, I was I could have just walked out. I was debating, like I was asking <laughs> you, like, do you want to just leave? Because <laughs> I mean, we're in Portland. I mean, let's go get a, let's go hit up a food truck. Let's go get some sushi. Let's do something else besides. <laughs> Watch the Bobcats just get smoked. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was good. It started off good. I really had nothing else to say in the good category, maybe. Um, I did like some of the, the creativity on offense to a point, but I'll probably end up shifting that into the okay category. But uh, other than that, yeah, not, not, not much good from this game. No. Maybe, maybe some lessons learned, but that remains to be seen, I guess, if that's good or not. Marquis Johnson, Clevon, Clevon, Clevan, Thomas, those guys are looking like guys that we're going to be able to depend on throughout the year. Um, so some guys that you know we we got to see more from that we hadn't seen prior to. I guess I'm just trying to mine for for some positives right now amongst this, but uh, I guess let's move on to the okay category, the okay slash bad category. I thought the defensive line was okay. You know, they didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. In fact, they got zero pressure on the quarterback. So you might be thinking, like, why are you putting this in the okay category? But I thought they held their own. Like, I thought they did okay in the run support. They didn't get much pressure. But, you know, they didn't get manhandled. It wasn't so, like, lopsided as as you could see in, in other types. In fact, I thought they did better overall than they maybe did last year against, like, North Dakota State in in that regard. So maybe that's an okay in the category right there, the defensive line I thought was okay. I think Tommy Mallott was okay tonight uh, outside of his three interceptions. And I would put that straight up in the bad category, his inability to look off of a safety, his uh, running abilities. He still ran the ball like Tommy. Uh, but that's what were his stats? 
on Tommy. Yeah, right, rushing the ball. Just kind of curious. You go uh, that, you go let's see box score. Let me toggle over there. Did he get to seventy five? Um, a lot had. Let's see, rushing. Uh, yeah, he was eighteen carries for one hundred thirty five. One hundred thirty five. That yeah. seems higher than I would have. Would have thought. But, uh, you know, he kept the ball quite a bit, and he was getting like 10, 12 yards a clip there for a little bit. So, yeah, maybe his running would be in the good category, but his passing's in the bad category, so I guess that lands him squarely in the okay category <laughs> as an overall performance at the quarterback position. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm still more tempted to put that in the bad quarterback or bad category because we're not going to beat any teams with him throwing three interceptions. Well, let's just move into the bats because I don't think there was a lot of okays. It was just either... Yeah. Well, hey, we forgot about uh, our uh, Stones Glessner, Blake Glessner. Yeah. He was good on his PATs. He he ran down. Uh, he he saved, saved a kick return for yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, saved a kick return. He's got some wheels. <laughs> Stone <laughs> wheels. Our, our coverage on kickoffs and punts left a little bit to be, to be desired. They're number five, and I can't remember his last name. I talked about him in our preview show. He is legit. Is number seven? Yeah. Yeah, number seven, that yeah. guy. Fast. So uh, that was a big concern. Our defense is a big concern for me. I don't know if it's schemed. This is something I need to learn more about. But it seemed like whenever they wanted a third and long, over the middle was wide open. Wide open. Uh, we've been talking about the last couple episodes we recorded, we were a little concerned about some over the middle type stuff. And, and, and Oregon State exploited that to the max. I don't know if that's something they saw on film or if that's just something Oregon State just does. But they saw it, and they took advantage of it, and they just kept doing it over and over. Even when they brought their backup quarterback in, they kept doing the same thing, and we could not stop it. We never made seemingly any adjustments about it. That's another bad thing about this game. It didn't seem like we made no. any defensive adjustments to 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 change up anything, to, to stop the, the Beaver attack. It just kept coming. Oregon State never got uncomfortable doing the same thing they were doing the entire game. Even when their second stringers in, they're doing the same thing, and we still couldn't stop it. Yeah. So bad adjustments, bad game plan maybe. I don't know, but bad adjustments for sure. I thought we would bring more pressure early on, and we were definitely trying to get home with four. I don't know what kind of coverage we were playing on the back end. I would have to listen to someone else or take a second look, but – Seemed like maybe a zone coverage because they were wide open across the middle. Seemed like there's some blown assignments on some of those. Anyways, uh, I think the probably the worst thing from this game was the fact that we did not stop them once to get a three and out, or they didn't punt. They didn't punt once. No, they had 32 first downs, and they went <laughs> 10 for 12 on third down. And when they didn't go 10 for 12 on third down, they went one for one on fourth. So there's another third down in there that I'd maybe time They kicked out. the field goal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they attempted a field goal. I think maybe he oh, missed it. Oh, man. <laughs> so it's – ah, it was like uh, – de- not deja vu. We had that happen against Eastern one time, and it was – so it's cringy. It's just cringy when you're – Ryan and I are just sitting there going, come on, just stop. This, this, this was our goal. Was going into the to second half. One punt. One punt didn't it didn't happen. Didn't so. happen. <laughs> I mean, those of uh, those of you listening or of a certain age remember the 2014-2015 Rob Ash defenses, and I felt that's what I like what I was watching today. Yeah. Like, I felt like Jamie Marshall was calling the shots. Nobody was trying to tackle. Like I mean, it it just looked 
bad and I had zero confidence that they were going to do anything. I'm like, all right, third down. Well, they're going to throw the ball over the middle. Like it was to that point where you just had no confidence at all in the defense and they never gave me any reason to be confident and they never made a stop. So that's terrible. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was a terrible defensive performance and I was it's borderline embarrassing to, to watch it and be there as a cat fan. It's like, this is uh we do not belong in the same field right now. No, you just see Missouri state, you know, hang with the number 10 team in the nation Losing by maybe twenty ish points, and I just crawled across the team. They were winning at halftime, I believe. Gosh, if I, if I saw that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, another bad would be I just thought our offensive uh, play calling. Hey, we early on first drive looked good. We ran the ball right down their throats, but our passing game leaves a lot to be desired. We have very little creativity. We we have seen all of our passing plays at this point. Uh, our route trees are not diverse we're, we're testing nothing over the middle and honestly if i if I, a little knock on tommy Malott is he's not looking off any of these safeties and it's causing us a lot of uh, just some poor passing plays and um well it cost tommy two touchdowns or excuse me two interceptions right away and uh it's something well we heard he was getting better at but i haven't seen it yet yeah, can't argue with that. Uh, something else, uh, you know, Tommy, Tommy Walsh is not slinging it with any confidence right now. Oh. He doesn't look confident in where he's going. He doesn't look confident in, in decision. And the ball's not leaving his arm with any confidence. And that's where I think he's getting himself into trouble. Now, that, that, that third interception was a weird one where Derek Snell and, like, Willie Patterson, like, ran into each other. I mean, that's just how the day was for the Bobcats. <laughs> nothing could go our way. Nope. But, you know, Tommy Walsh just doesn't look co- comfortable out there. Um I don't know if that's just a one-game thing. Uh, we'll see how we can bounce back. Next week's going to be a huge challenge. This is not how you want to go into a huge away game against Eastern Washington, who's had a week to prepare for us. They had a bye week this week. Coming in, playing like this, being so depleted in the running back room. Like I'm, I, I believe I picked us to lose both these games. When we, when we, we never recorded our preseason episode. We tried a couple times. But I had us losing to Oregon State and Eastern Washington. But not, I wasn't feeling it would go this way. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, there's more to talk about in this game, but uh, it's So just, much more bad. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't feel good right now, and I, I think I'm good to go. I have to mention the, the special teams coverage. The last thing I want to say here. Uh, it was atrocious. Man. At, at some point, you're like, don't kick it to him. We're just we're, yeah. we're right now, like, just kick it out of bounds. It's a bad – you're in a bad spot when you're begging the kickers to just kick it out of bounds because you have no faith in your kickoff – punt recovered or punt coverage to stop him just kick it away from him and they finally started doing it (laughs) just a bad game it's a throwaway game i don't know the ramifications for this for the rest of the year we'll get more into that and i think on monday this is a quick you know instant reaction of how we thought about the game at the time we'll get into the bigger picture stuff on monday but whoa man not fun not a fun trip down here for it to end like that yeah nope i think i said 42 17 i would have been a Happy, comparatively, to see that instead of losing by 40, 68 to 28. They almost hung, they almost hung 70 points on the Bobcats. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's it's one we're going to forget about soon, hopefully. Last time I remember that many points was like uh, trying to think here. Kansas State, we went down to Kansas State and played a terrible, kind of that one of those similar games where just everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah, and we lost that game like 69 to 10 or something like that. And this is a similar feeling. 
that team didn't end up being particularly good. I don't recall for the Bobcats, but uh, we'll see how this season season goes. So hopefully it's a game we can turn around and, and uh, keep progressing forward. All right. away. Well, don't lose faith, Bobcat fans. We'll be back at it, and I'm sure the Cats have – you know, some answers down the road during conference season. That's the that's the big test right there, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard go. We're gonna start with Eastern Washington, a team that's uh, had a week to prepare for us now because they're they're on the bye. So, yep. we'll see you in Genie and next weekend. And uh, with that, I think I'm just gonna sign off. Go Cats! Go Cats!